hey students, just a heads up, there's been an outbreak of uh, something. Until we can figure out who the carrier is, we're asking you to please not touch the blackboard, the door handle, most of the desks and desk chairs. Uh, better yet, maybe you should just all go home and play some cat darts. Exactly what I'm talking about. Just don't embarrass me, okay? I won't. It's it's just that I've worked really hard to cultivate a cool, funny, <laughs> super popular guy persona at Video High. Ugh. They look at me as a sort of mentor figure who intimidates them while also kind of turning them on. I can't let them know the real me. Fine. Hey, classmates, how's it dangling? Fuck off! Hey, gang, I know there must be angels because there's pieces of shit like that walking around. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, class, who worships me. Anyway, this is my dweeb little sister. My parents need me to watch her today because they went out. You know I'm a fully grown person, right? Like, I have a doctorate. So be cool to her or you're dead meat. (laughs) Nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah, shut up. Hey, hi, Alana, was it? It was. Hello. Welcome to Video High. Sit here by me. Yeah, and tell us everything humiliating you can remember about growing up with Casey. (laughs) You you, you nuts. (laughs) Uh, I guess there really isn't anything that embarrassing. Let's see. Ooh, I could tell you about the time he murdered my whole town. Oh, God. That's... Terrible. Oh, it is a good one. Guilty. I mean, have you ever seen that 1988 Michigan mess of a movie, The Carrier? Yeah, sure. Who hasn't? Every Christmas. So, our parents burned to death in a fire when we were in high school. I thought you said they went out. Yeah, eventually. Literally, the whole town thought Casey, or Jake, as he was called back then. Wait, do I do it again if he meows? That was so perfect. No, fuck that. That was so perfect. (laughs) Hold that meow, do me. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, the whole town thought Jake set the fire. They treated him like an outcast for I mean, the whole town was just about the worst sort of reactionary, blood-crazed pieces of shit who ever lived. But to be fair, he was a weird little dink. What do you mean, was? (laughs) One night, (laughs) he was attacked by this curiously characterless cryptic called the Black Thing. A scratch on the chest infected Jake with this deadly disease that was super common where we grew up. See, every inanimate thing he touched became a sort of metaphysical acid that would melt any living material it touched into a bubbling pile of smoke within a matter of minutes. Except for plant matter or like wool or leather or anything. Pretty much just anything with what I suppose would be called a soul. (laughs) 
That sent the town into a mad frenzy because the preacher told everyone it would be against God or like their personal liberties and civil rights or something stupid like that if they were forced to do anything to prevent the spread of an unknown infectious disease. So we all became kind of a Ziploc-sponsored Fury Road, really quickly killing each other out of mob rule fear of the other. Jake had to pit the competing factions against each other, all while desperately hiding the fact that he is the carrier of the virus, turning people into either savages or goo. And then he totally blew it with this girl who was into him. Shut up, I didn't. Jake and Treva sitting in a tree. K I S S I N. I I saw it first. That's my cat. No, Sleepy Rock was a place you might find in a fairy tale. Until one day, the fairy tale turned grim. What did this? The book was in his hand. Man, have you been drinking? Now, the nightmare is unleashed. We are dealing with some type of disease here. Kiss this world goodbye. Don't miss. It dissolves friendships. I knew it. She's the carrier. How can that be? And you're her husband. Families and anything alive. And there's no stopping it. The smart solution, kill anyone who could be a carrier. One touch and you are gone. So proud of my baby sister doing a book report. That's right, y'all. We have a very special lesson today at Video High. But you'll learn all about it at the end of the roll call. First, Josh Roth. Where's Jamie? Right here. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, the obvious next choice is Greg Hansen. Religious zealotry, anti-science, extreme repression. All we gotta do now is deck the halls, because I'm in a Christmas mood, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Happy December! (laughs) More like, happy dismember. (laughs) 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 Jamie Kennedy. Cats or death. Cats or death. Well, is it cats or death, guys? Can I get back to you? Yeah, okay, I can wait. Uh, and, oh, so God, such a special exchange student, y'all, because today joining us here in Video High is my little sister. Yay. Thanks, everyone. Dr. Alana Regan. I'm saying doctor. You can say that. Oh, shit. You got a doctor. You can call yourself doctor whenever you want. True, true. That's what Jill Biden taught me. <laughs> the number one lady said that. The first lady. Everybody else after. Everybody else after her. So we have a family reunion. You're home growing up, Casey, not to get too personal, but mm. were there like 30 people living there in one house, bafflingly <laughs> celebrating every day together and forming a religious cult uh, over an infectious disease? Short answer, yes. <laughs> no, I, you know what? It is funny. We did grow up not so dissimilar to the carrier. (laughs) Our present is not so dissimilar to the carrier. (laughs) 
true. It's <laughs> bonkers, Greg, how you picked such a relevant movie for where, our time. Where, where did you dig this one up? It comes from where all good things come. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so deeply Michigan. <laughs> you, you can smell the wet burrito and old style coming off of the screen. <laughs> That's not just the smell of a bunch of sweaty people wearing trash bags all day and all night on a film set. <laughs> no, that's Ooh. the same smell. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have never felt so uncertain as to like where a movie came from. Yeah. Like this movie comes from a deep dark place. This is a thinker, which I never would have thought to expect from one of our movies. But like, no. like straight from the get go, like I feel like I'm back in eighth grade reading the lottery because we just have like <laughs> characters sitting around at a party being like, "Well, I don't go out after dark because the big black thing will get me. The big black thing." What? <laughs> yeah. There's Jake. Oh, we don't talk to Jake. Jake just... <laughs> Jamie, don't... His parents. Don't, his don't parents. be ridiculous. Nobody ever tells anybody else their name. That's insane. <laughs> they just say, there he is. There oh she goes. Oh, my God. I, I just... I don't know if you guys IMDb'd this, but there is a character named Aunt Syphilis. <laughs> what? 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 Pretty telling. So wait, what is is Treva some kind of disease I'm unaware of? No, Treva actually is uh the cure. Is, is no. <laughs> uh tre- Treva means like cottage in Welsh. Shit. It means okay. like home. Okay. Mm. There's a lot of Fine. symbols that lead down dead ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie does feel like Somebody took a heroic amount of acid and then just <laughs> and then just wrote free form. Did we like it, everyone? Yes. One hundred and fifty percent. Yes. <laughs> I can't decide. Maybe by the end of us talking, you'll decide. Yeah, we can peer pressure you into liking this movie. Sure, <laughs> I, I liked you. it too. It was cool. I, I liked if it. This first. movie teaches you anything is that herd mentality works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the film, Josh. Like, like the, the film. film. Like, like the, the film, film, Josh. Like the film. <laughs> film or death. Jamie's <laughs> leading the prayer. <laughs> Josh, I know you really like the Evil Dead. So yes. the fact that this was shot by the cinematographer who did oh, Evil fuck. Dead 2 uh, and the music was by the composer who did Army of Darkness... Well, this is my second favorite movie now. And Bruce Campbell sound mixed it. What? Bruce Wait, Campbell? Bruce Campbell? <laughs> sound mix. Yeah, like on IMDb, he's credited as like special effects audio recorder or something. And you know what? There's some moments like the high angle down past Jake when there's a kid behind him. Mm-hmm. And the kid like whips a stick over his head. Mm. What's this stuff? Fungus. Grows on dead things. Alana and I looked at each other and went, great stick sound effect. Like, that whip was very good. (laughs) Bruce Campbell did a damn good job on the effects in this movie. Can you insert a whip sound here? We can do whatever the hell we want. (laughs) (laughs) This is the land of imagination, Alana. Whip it good, Casey. (laughs) Anytime you want a sound effect, just say it on mic. I'll put it in. (laughs) Literally anything. <laughs> what is that? What, a horde of elephants uh, roaming through a volcano being cheered on by a marching band. 
We can do this. This is happening right now. You're hearing it right now. Insert cat meow. <laughs> no, no, that'll drive them mad. <laughs> yeah, this movie is metaphorical soup. Yes. It's oops all metaphors. It's right. it is. Yes, totally. <laughs> You're totally right. It's all towards dead ends. Like they go to nowhere. They, you can you could pull the imagery apart. It's not like an onion. It's like string yeah. cheese. It's like you pull it apart and it's gone. That's all you do to it. I'm not sure I agree with that. And I'm not sure I liked the movie either, but... <laughs> yeah, this movie is... It's cat shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everything, though it happened long ago. I remember how the fall came early to our tucked away and hidden town of Sleepy Rock. And I remember how I met Jake Spear, man I came to love. Jesus, who would have guessed what would happen that fall... Everything seems so good. In the well, we begin with... At uh, the beginning. <laughs> at the beginning. And a matte painting of a sleepy little town called literally Sleepy Rock. <laughs> Wait, can we first zoom out? Did you guys watch the same YouTube video we did where it was just the still frame of the Jesus? On the cross. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. On the thumbnail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think that was gonna mean? Oh, uh, I thought this whole movie was about Jesus. <laughs> Me too. It was. I, I, I mean, it kind of is. But I thought it was like literally about Jesus. But like, this is the derpiest Jesus that has <laughs> ever existed. Like, yeah. Like, please go to the thumbnail for this movie and look at this Jesus because he is looking with a, a mouth agape. You can just picture him going like, what? <laughs> I've seen a lot of depictions of Christ crucified and like, I can't believe it's not Butterface is not the one I've seen a lot. No. Like, you don't see incredulous Christ very often. No. Like, I can, can you believe this mess? And that's how the movie starts. The yeah. movie starts with a, hey, it's me. I bet you can't believe how I got here dialogue. Yes. <laughs> Fucking insane. Yeah, a woman's voice I, I mean, I'm going to say Brian Myers, I hope, is not listening because he is credited as crucifix artist in the, oh. in the, in the credits. They didn't just find that at, like, a thrift store. <laughs> he did a good job, though, because that's the kind of weird graphic oversized Jesus I would expect in a weird town church. Like, yes. sleepy rock. It's sort of set up when it cut to that Jesus in a reaction shot that was so funny. <laughs> that was like such a funny punchline to the end of a scene where like a town is starting to go mad to then cut to Jesus's face like, get me out of oh, here. no! Uh, whoops! <laughs> I've seen some shit and this is some shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good funny choice. I, I will say that like, I do think that this movie is funny on purpose. I don't oh, think it's... it has to be. Yeah. I, I wait. You really? I don't think yes. it's taking itself seriously at all. You don't yeah. put your entire cast in trash bags and cover their faces and do crazy pantomimes chasing down cats and think you're making a serious movie. Okay, maybe I need to watch this again with that in mind. Again, it's a messy statement. I don't think they necessarily know what they're saying at certain times, and we can get into this later about like morality and what is the message of this movie? What is the historical context for this movie? Because that's also important, mm. and I don't think they're necessarily like communicating that in a way there's also wildly a director's cut that is 10 minutes longer 
Oh, Wait, I think yeah. that's the one what? I watched. I watched the oh, shorter no. one first, and then me and Casey watched this longer one third. Oh, did you did you did you rent it? It's just on YouTube in, at seven twenty. So I watched it instead of the one that you sent us. Well, you fuck shit. me then. <laughs> so wait, what's in the extended cut? A lot. I feel like I don't know, and maybe we should get no, to it. No, I know because I watch both. Oh, okay. Okay. But we can test it by who watched the Greg version. We did. What yep. does oh, no. cat darts mean to you? Oh, no, there are no what? cat darts in ours. What? Uh, <laughs> that's what? so unfortunate for you oh guys. Because I saw cat darts. <laughs> <laughs> What? That's a great test. <laughs> what, what is cat darts? Is oh. it what it sounds like? My yeah. goodness. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so after a little monologue where an aged woman says, how could we have ever predicted what would have happened? Which tense-wise <laughs> is very confusing. Yes. What is the past participle in that sentence? <laughs> It's the past subjunctive future text. <laughs> also very fair. It would not be... No one is expected to assume anything that happens in this movie. No. You should never be planning for the events of this movie. So we cut to a group line dancing in a church. We have a woman singing a, a, I can't a very see upbeat eyes. song. I can see your <laughs> in a very indeterminate time period. Yes. Maybe yes. 1963, maybe 1975. Maybe, maybe... 1863. Like... Right. Well, they have cars. So... Maybe you're right. They have cars. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I mean, I guess if this is a world where the Library of Alexandria didn't burn down, then sure. <laughs> Not many clues for the time period. Right. It's also the South. It's like, <laughs> who knows? I mean, 50s makes sense if you guess. I think, didn't she say it was like 30 years ago? So. So if oh, we take the yeah. movie as the modern years. day, then that would the be 1980. The doctor was black. True. <laughs> yeah, it was a weirdly progressive racist town. <laughs> 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 it was a pre-civil rights movement town where they hired a black doctor so they could be racist to him. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the black thing by the spear passage. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to live out there. Why? I'm not going to let the black thing get me. <laughs> Speaking of the spare pasture. The Slimy Rock Ramblers. He's got nerve. What in the hell is he doing here? Couldn't kill him sober. Had to get drunk. Why didn't he accept the room or a meal from me? He won't even let me invite him in. That's how he stops himself from killing. We're cutting around the people in this uh, line dancing uh, hoedown and it, it every single shot of a different person just screams like the director is saying and action laugh and <laughs> laugh and laugh because it's like no one is mid laughter it's always like <laughs> uncanny though it uncanny is uncanny though. probably did like a better job of selling the 50s than anything else in the thing yep. it, because it feels like that sort of photography that your parent shows you, like, this was your great aunt Susie. It's like, she looked very nervous at that camera. She like, <laughs> <laughs> Susie she's still like believes she's going to steal her soul. <laughs> yeah. Just super eight of people stepping hurriedly away from the weirdo with the camera in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> we find Jake, our hero, no. outside. 
protagonist, I guess. The protagonist, yes. He's outside watching through the window, and he meets a woman who we will much, much later in the movie learn his name is Treva. Is this Treva? Is this Treva? Or is this, this someone is Treva, else? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. At this point, she's a little misexposition. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, you're not going in there. Do you want to get killed? What's so bad about me getting killed? Obviously nothing. Everybody else wants you dead. Wait, I didn't mean that. You didn't kill them. You love them. It was an accident. It was an accident. This is the first of many conversations through this movie that feel like the way eighth graders talk to each other, (laughs) where it's just like hot and cold all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's all text and it's fast and furious. It feels like they're doing popcorn dialogue, but to themselves in their own brain. <laughs> it's like in, in between every line, their brain has to pick up reading where the brain left off. Like it's all semi-sentences. Yeah. But it's not like mm. a human talks. Yeah. But it's also weirdly emotive. Like it's like a very odd sort of think speak. Yeah. Every conversation, especially if Jake is involved, feels like they're just speaking Bruce Springsteen lyrics at each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, we gotta get out of here. No, I'm not gonna leave with you. <laughs> I watched this town burn. <laughs> I'm only telling you because of how I feel for you. <laughs> He said to a villain of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is wild. You know what I was thinking over there? There must be angels. Because they're sure as hell is shit like you. So wait, who throws the punch? It's it's Dick. Okay. Dick. Yeah, this is one Dick. of the only characters that actually does have a name. Okay. Right. And it's because he's a fucking dick and then <laughs> and then he dies from his dick. dick. It's so Oh my great. god, it's the most on the nose name you could possibly pick up imagine. On that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Again, this, this movie is all text. Yep. It's a very dense text, but it's text. <laughs> As briefly mentioned, playing parallel to all of this is a weird through line of people talking about a quote unquote black thing, which is is setting up again kind of like this mythology that you think will be a bigger part of the movie and then it pays off almost immediately and then <laughs> almost immediately after that goes away forever and is never mentioned again <laughs> like no one at any point in the movie later is like oh we shouldn't be out this late because the big black thing might get us no because they've started thinking about way more important things yep like killing their fellow man like yeah yeah. This definitely has a and then yeah. and then type <laughs> yeah. quality to it where like the mythos is made in real time. Yeah. The black thing. It is It is real. It is real. <laughs> Immediately real. Jake goes back to his like shack that he has left because his house was destroyed. Still uh, living there though. Yep, he's drinking like a bottle of Jack and the fucking black thing breaks through the wall he onto Kool-Aid. him. He Kool-Aid yeah. mans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish I didn't hate Jake so much from the minute he's on screen. Because I was like, yeah, his life is sad. This sucks. Like, oh, yeah. The town really hates him, and his parents are dead, and he thinks he did it. Mm-hmm. Like this poor guy, and he's just like living in a like shotgun shack, and, like, getting, <laughs> getting fucked up like every day, and that's 
pretty, pretty similar to how I got through quarantine. Honestly, that's not. <laughs> Bottle of Jack just... in the corner. Stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> and then Jake smashes a lantern on it, setting it on fire. Immediately. And it runs into the rain. Uh, yeah, I guess it was covered in gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> it runs out into the rain. Jake grabs a shotgun from somewhere and shoots it in the back. And that's the end of the black thing. Why does the black thing dissolve? Great question. I, <laughs> yes! Uh, because Jake touched the shotgun bullet? I, <laughs> Ooh. No, 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 I think it's that's amazing. That is a great theory, actually, because Jake had to load the shotgun with the bullet that he touched after having been infected by the scratch. Because the only other explanation is it just dissolves when it dies. Right. Yeah, I think that's it. But that's lame. Yes. It's exciting to see this, like, movie made in the 80s, set in the 50s, like exclusively white town feeling this vague pressure this fear from a black thing in the distance that no mm. one can describe but everyone is afraid of like sort of inherently indeterminately it's just a feature of their society and that metaphor is interesting so ditch it so ditch yeah. it yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so immediately <laughs> immediately show get it us out the of the movie and then get it get it out of that movie get out of this movie <laughs> Even, you know i i love the idea that the black thing the fear of the other that sort of racial fear is the sort of thing that people in these sort of towns focus on but it actually is meaningless that fear is actually unimportant but if you were to follow that actually the black thing does cause all the death <laughs> the black yeah. thing it's is like actually... well it's like that bat in Wuhan right like <laughs> <laughs> We can throw a lot of demonization on it. At the end of the day, it was just passing through. It infected one person, and now we have COVID. So. God, this movie is so ridiculously relevant. I mean, this movie really only makes sense if it's about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this movie that is, that is... That is, like, 30 years old. Oh, 33 years. <laughs> Much like the age of Christ. The age of Christ when crucified... 33 years, <laughs> 33 years ago, we released Whoa. The Carrier. Greg, why are you dusting this off right now? I, Casey is a very positive prophet. He's like a Yestradamus. Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. It all has to. King of 33 years. How many years ago did Treva say this all went down? I think 25. 25. Okay, never mind. The age of Christ uh, Junior. when he could rent a car. <laughs> but now i'm thinking of it more in the way you guys describe it that it was this big thing that they were scared of but then it ends up not even being the real issue at all <laughs> no one's mentioned this movie was filmed in the 80s yeah you know what was going on then and i couldn't help but think like the black thing they blame it for starting all this but really it's them that perpetuate it mm -hmm. and they're the real threat here to right. each other like, is it like a racial metaphor? Black people were blamed for the beginning of the AIDS epidemic. Or yeah. is it there were all these theories that a monkey started? Right. All of that is the black thing like that monkey. Right. Just that sort yeah. of that sort of animalistic unknown. Yeah. The AIDS metaphor is very purposeful. And like that is, I feel like, in a broad sense, what they were going for. But that is one of those things that also continues to fall apart when. Yes. 
you just try to dissect, then what does Jake mean? <laughs> 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 like, yeah. And like, well, Jake because- is Jesus. You remember that story <laughs> when Jesus got AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and then became the Antichrist at the end. the Antichrist and killed everyone. That's a, that's a really tough uh, needle to thread. Yeah, it is. They of don't do making it well. A, yeah, <laughs> of, well, of like making a horror movie that then talks about something like the AIDS crisis. And also making a satire yeah. at the same time. Like, doing either of those is difficult. Doing both of those at the yeah. same time is a monumental task. The oh, there's also the more. There's also more. Yeah. Like, it's uh, like also the lone black guy yeah. is yeah. named Dr. King. Like, it's insane. <laughs> he had a last name? I thought he was His just name is Dr. King. Oh, oh, I didn't God. know that. Subtle this I movie is not. That. I missed that. <laughs> I missed that too. There's another oh, one. Damn it, you got us again, Carrier. Because Jake. Uh, you know, I would argue I don't want a victim blame or anything. And like, there's a lot of messy morals about whether you need to like disclose your diagnoses or not. But yeah, like the fact that he is so not helping the end of this plague, like well, he's actively a lot of... stoking the flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he goes around town effectively infecting objects. Jamie, I also appreciate your sort of attempt to to destigmatize the diagnosed and say, you know, yeah, let's yeah. not let's not push a message where when someone gets sick, they have to immediately tell everyone. Right, right, right. But but <laughs> what this guy does is a, like imagine getting an AIDS diagnosis and then being like, I'm going on a fuck fest. Like, this, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This dude realized so early in the movie everything he touches kills people, and apparently went around touching everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, he was just like, this is mine. This is mine. He has touched enough things to arm two armies. <laughs> that many things in the town that they can develop a whole weapon system based on things that Jake has touched. Jake's a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, that's it. So that's, he's a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, Jake created Blackwater is what I'm saying. <laughs> So, okay, we have not learned Jake's name yet. We have not learned anyone's name yet. And we are introduced to another character who we will later learn is Dr. King. Come on, we knew Jake's name. We knew Jake's name. Not at this point. No, no, we didn't. No, we knew Jake's name because the opening monologue says, that was the summer I fell in love with Jake Spears. That just means that there's a Jake and Jake somewhere in the movie. Oh, and who could it be? The guy with big puppy dog eyes and wet hair, maybe? You think that's the guy? Maybe it was the black thing. Maybe that's who Jake Spears is. It's the shape of water. (laughs) (laughs) Were they in love? Would they stay in love? I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Doctor! The bridge is down. The bridge is destroyed. What? Lightning hit the tower. Phone lines are down too. Can't get a call in or out. You said on medical supplies. If not, we'll cross the gorge. Oh, I don't know. Mud's real bad. Is there a problem? Uh, No, not unless there's some type of emergency. They headed off every logic question of the past. (laughs) Someone was pulling up questions like, well, why couldn't they just leave the town? (laughs) Well, the bridge was down. Yeah, Yeah, because you got it. You got a picture. It's a gorge. They are in the middle of the gorge on a raised (laughs) island and the gorge goes all the way around them. So there's no leaving the town except by the one bridge, which in a thunderstorm will be knocked out. Yeah, they're like Wiley Coyote on the one part of Cliff that is- God damn you, son of a bitch! (laughs) Yeah. I'm out, (laughs) fuck you! Sorry, Josh. That's a very fertile cliff that they live on. A lot of good farmland. A lot of good farmland. Alana pointed it out. There's a line later 
where where like the hoity-toity religious lady, one of the kids is like, sure. we need a gun to go stop these guys. You silly child. You know the reverend doesn't allow guns in this town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a throwaway line. Yeah, Alana just goes like, oh, that's why they're not using guns. And I was like, guns, what? Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, that's why they're not using guns. Bitch. They've thought of everything. Except for the one gun that Jake has. But Jake's the bad boy. Yeah. Bad boy. <laughs> and I just, again, couldn't stop being fixated on the fact that they did not light this doctor character whatsoever in this <laughs> opening scene. Awesome. Like, at first he's in silhouette because he's, like, having sexy time, so I get it. But then he, like, goes to the front door, and the person at the front door is well lit, but then the reverse is just blown out behind him, <laughs> still in silhouette. And I'm like, what is this mystery you're trying to... I'm going to regret this one, but he was just sort of a black thing. <laughs> 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 he was. I though. knew you were gonna say it, and I just wanted. No to one's stepping on that landmine, case, you know? <laughs> but, but he was though. He's the one black character, and to like show him in just silhouette. Look, I don't think this is hidden. I think they're pretty on the nose. <laughs> well, nothing the, in this movie is hidden. I think they're pretty on the nose with the metaphors. Here. <laughs> Weirdly, there is another like well, the, the thing that undercuts like, it. No, no, no. But there's no, not also his wife. a black guy later. That's a part of the when they kill the child. Yeah, oh, only right. the child killing. Yeah, crew yeah, the, is yeah, like the a- trash bag raiders. <laughs> <laughs> right, Bryant Gumble of the Wasteland. Yes, yes. <laughs> so the next day, the rain is gone. The rain, rain is gone. The rain is gone. It's a lovely fall day. Yeah, the thing is also gone, and we get our first like inkling of this disease. There is a stop motion daddy long legs <laughs> that crawls onto Jake's cast iron skillet while he's like cooking breakfast and melts. This is the best way a screenwriter thought. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just thought it went onto the skillet, which was hot and therefore burnt up. No, there's no other explanation as to what would happen when an object goes onto a cast iron skillet. No, there is. Also because they knew people would poke holes in that and say, it just burned because the skillet was hot. They also showed him he turned on the wrong burner. So the skillet was oh my cold. Yeah. Alana, you got to be on every episode now. <laughs> this is why you got to watch the movie three fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> it is a wild. Like, I love ideas. I know that is very banal to say. Is that the most vague thing you've ever said? I know, but I feel like I am often disappointed at how many movies you watch where there aren't ideas in them, really. Like, there are just different characters going through the same ideas so many screenwriters have had. And lighting the wrong burner on your stove so that you can see that the cast iron pan is still cold so that when the daddy long leg spider jumps on it and melts the audience knows there's another reason why the pan is hot is an idea that has never been thought <laughs> that just infinite monkeys would type infinite shakespeare's before getting to that what is going on with the carrier <laughs> was it made by us <laughs> somehow do we bootstrap paradox this thing like, this podcast somehow gets sent back into the 80s and they're like that's a good idea for a movie do we primer this <laughs> it just gets weirder and stranger 
it's just a constant ratchet up all the time in ways that you don't even really think about. But again, is illustrated by the fact that we're 10 minutes into a movie and we have not at, at all even gotten close to n- number three on the, on the yeah. crazy scale that this movie has. So Jake pays a visit to the Joneses, mm-hmm. I guess, like, which is the religious mega family in town that all, again, 30 of them live in one house. And I guess because they're good Christian people, they have extended an invite to him to come to supper sometime because he's the sad orphan boy on the outskirts of town. Is that what we were supposed to glean from this? I guess. It, there, no explanation is given. We don't know who anyone is. There are children running around. Jake uh, consoles a distraught woman we've never seen before. What? But she's blonde, so I know no, that she's, she's the different. singer. She's the yeah, singer. She's yeah, the we've singer seen Jane. That's the singer? Yeah. Oh From the beginning? Oh, my God. Who invited... But you can't see her eyes. Who invited... <laughs> at the hoedown, invited Jake to dinner. Treva is, like, literally spying on Jake. I understand that, like, most of the town murdered his parents and then gaslit him into thinking he murdered his parents <laughs> and and considering they murdered his parents with fire gaslighting him is especially insulting that's just <laughs> yep. but like murdering your parents in sleepy rock it pulls tail like the women of sleepy rock <laughs> love jake <laughs> Like, are very concerned with what Jake is up to and getting him out in social events. He's the ultimate bad boy, Casey. Seriously. He murdered his parents. <laughs> He's the baddest there boy. Is a, there is sexual tension happening. There is a lot of pussy running around this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> rawr, rawr. You get it? You get it? That? I mean, <laughs> Uh, so yes. yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. sad silence falls over there. Every yeah, every everybody shore up your thoughts. Have a moment. Take, take yep. it in. Hello, darkness. It's important to say friend. that Jane is looking into a mirror, and Jake touches that mirror, and that does come back later. Magic noise. So this is that that's important to mention for later. Is that one of the sound effects you want? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic noise. Jake touches the mirror. Magic noise. Do you guys remember? <laughs> Was there a magic noise? I didn't, no, I... but there is now. No, no there is. when he touches no, there the mirror, there was there is there is. It was yeah. like eighties magic sound. It was like woo. Yeah, because for oh, some reason God. they didn't trust you to have latched onto that very clever Daddy Longlegs scene. <laughs> I wonder if that's a director's cut decision. Might be. <laughs> I do like this movie because it does take a lot of pains to make sure that we are confused. <laughs> Where are we in the so movie? So in the bar. So in the bar. <laughs> at the bar, oh. there's a bartender who is Dick's girlfriend. Did we see her at the party? Like, yeah, I don't she know. was she was just going like, "No, Dick, don't do it." Yes, yes, yes. She I thought Dick's Mary girlfriend. and Treva were the same person at this. I point. did yeah, too. too. But you can tell when Dick confronts. Jake. What was her name? Yeah. Mary? He was like, I'm sorry, Jake. So he didn't pay for that, Jack, right? <laughs> no, she gave it because she felt bad. I'm trying to track what she, he touched in that box. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay. So I guess he would have touched the door, touched maybe? the sign at the end. Yeah, sign, like as the, he leaves. As he leaves. Oh, and you're right. He doesn't hand her money. Yeah, that's what I... That's Okay, yeah, I yeah. see. I see where you're going. Oh, so it had to be for free. Right. Yeah. If they yeah. hadn't killed his parents, they'd be dead right now. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went days losing buddies, 
taking shrapnel up our asses. And this was a war to end all wars. When I got back to the States, I couldn't hold down a job. Never really saw the point. Yeah, but you got a good mind. Jake goes back to his shack where there is a person who's talking about, I don't know, the war or something? <laughs> Somebody we don't World know who we've never he met. Was... <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, this is old man Patrick. Well, I mean, I guess if it's the 50s, right? Like, he's like a 60-year-old man, so it would be World War One, I, I guess. So yeah, he I goes, mean, he just throws if, out. Yes, like, if we knew the year the movie took place or his relation to Jake. <laughs> The war to end all war, they called it, which is not what they called it when they were doing it. <laughs> they weren't like, this is World War One." Yeah, world War One. Yeah. I'm I off to fight in World War One. fight World War One, though. That, that's actually not true, also. Mm. They did call World War One the war no, to end all war. No, they did call the World War, right? Yeah, the Great War. Uh, no, I mean, I, if you look up the war to end all wars, it comes up World War One. Dude, what... I got a laugh at the end of it. Like, I did the same <laughs> thing. Just because I said one lie at the beginning, I said, like, four funny lines after that. Now what? We have to cut it out because you wikipedia in 30 seconds. You're somehow smarter than me. <laughs> Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Edited so that Greg says that wasn't the war. Yeah. <laughs> Correct, Greg. <laughs> that wasn't the war. To... <laughs> uh, Jake hands him a book, uh, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, that melts old man Patrick's hand. Uh. Yeah, that, this was one metaphor, question mark, that I actually... I I was trying to do some yeah. googling to figure out if one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish has any because every all later fucking uh, Jake is reading a copy of the plague right so like the, like they it would have do... been better if it was like the snitches or the butter battle book like something like that where mob mentality comes into play but run to fish two fish is literally just counting yeah <laughs> it was halfway burned and it, it just said red fish blue fish which what? I guess is maybe that they were just trying to be like two factions i don't Ooh, know but maybe? it feels it, that feels like more subtle than this movie seems to have yeah. any right yeah. to do yeah a little too could far. be a republican democrat joke oh interesting oh. interesting wait where did the book come from even i'm, I'm uh, jake he, gave he, it to he him gave, he was yeah, like hey you're a big reader right here's something for you and he gives him a dr seuss book it's a real oh. dickish thing yeah. to say yeah. Yeah. yeah jake roasted him and then he, <laughs> then he <roasted. laughs> literally, literally. literally. <laughs> you didn't even mean that. Yeah. Awesome. High five again. He runs through town like screaming because his hand is melting attached to the book. Someone has to chop off his arm. All you see is him <laughs> holding up a book and then everyone's like, yes. ah! screaming because not a book. <laughs> Reverend doesn't allow books in this town. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Seuss, he's been canceled. <laughs> So at the sight of a guy getting his hand eaten by a book, the sheriff up and dies. I think just so we can get rid of any form of law enforcement in this tiny <laughs> town for what's yeah, to come. Totally. So that we will only have science versus faith to go off. Yes. Not law. No law. No science law, or faith. No. <laughs> yep. Which yes. the town gathers around the book to pray. And the doctor tries to prove that it's science by putting a bird on the book, which then melts. 
And then he keeps sacrificing birds to the book with a hazmat suit on until he finds a telephone pole and then cordons it off with chicken wire. There's too many images there. You yeah. actually can't pull that apart or else you go mad. There's, that way lies madness. Some of the metaphors here are traps. <laughs> you want to run some tests on this? I'll lead the prayer. Okay. Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, it's wild that we are led to believe that a character experiences whatever the hell is happening and figures out within hours to take chickens and put them on things to see if they know. How? But he doesn't touch the book. He doesn't. He's like he doesn't believe it, but he also believes like, it but enough. I sh- well, I should bring a baby chicken when I yeah. Go. Yeah. 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 yeah 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 yeah. When I the go first check this thing out, you I do. should bring a small bird with me. What is special about the telephone pole? It's just that no, you don't it was remember infected. Jake yeah, leaning on it. Yeah. Longingly. <laughs> okay. Now's a good time to truly dissect how it works <laughs> like if you touch part of a tree the whole tree is infected but not other things touching the tree i know and so like if you touch part of the telephone pole the whole yep. telephone pole is infected but not right. the base but then like if you touch a wall it just does the wall it doesn't do the whole house so that doesn't really make sense walking on floorboards doesn't do the whole house um okay. but where does it end where does it end yeah where does it right. end and when they start wearing protective equipment how do they take it off at the end of the day? Because they don't. that stuff has been, t- like... These people the, wear the yeah, same clothes the whole movie. Yeah, but you apparently don't get infected by... Like, Jake needs to touch the thing to okay, make it Okay, it has infected. to be Jake. It has to be Jake. Okay. Yes. So Jake is the disease. Okay, yes. right, right, right. So that makes touch, sense. So a glove touching a wall and then touching a raincoat would not infect no the raincoat. That's why they need yes. the red Good objects. Yeah. Okay. Because those are the infected Oh, things. my God. You do have a doctor... On the podcast today. Shit. <laughs> is, is there anything that spreads like that? Where it's like it, MRSA. Like a really resistant bacteria can be left on objects for a yeah. long time. And you can have it and you can put it on objects. But it's not going from like object to object. It's going from like person to object to person to object. Well, going back to the AIDS crisis, the fear mongering that was done mm. to me in seventh grade, having to watch videotapes from 1992 that were <laughs> like, well, you know, if you have a cut on your hand and you touch a surface that has had blood infected by HIV on it, you can get HIV. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't touch anything because HIV I know. AIDS is clearly I know. everywhere. And it was like, if you kiss someone with HIV, you might have a little cut in your mouth from brushing your teeth. <laughs> right. You might get it. <laughs> yeah. Things like MRSA, like that, do they, um, they melt people? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> What are you hiding by marking things in red? Wait till we've run out of here to tell us what we're running from? Yeah! Listen, I will tell you what I know. We are dealing with some type of disease here. Now, I've isolated some contaminants, but I don't have the instruments or facilities needed for significant testing. What I do know is that contaminated objects consume specifically human or animal cell tissue. Now, if a person does touch a contaminated object, it will stick to him and will dissolve him in, I estimate, 10 minutes. Let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. book yeah. it. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, he wants this to go to the stupid. city so that they can get like an actual science cure. And everyone's like, yeah. 
okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. And the doctor's like, great, we're good. Sits down. Someone lets the priest get up now, <laughs> and he just rabbles up everyone all over again, being like, God wanted this. This is what we need to deal with. <laughs> Don't wear masks. Exactly. <laughs> and they all start singing glory, glory, hallelujah. Disgusting. And it is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and outside, the town is deserted. And then we cut to Christ being like, hey, don't look at me. Yeah, he was like, uh, <laughs> Yes! Uh, yeah, you cut, you cut to the, the, the crazy the Jesus face. Jesus done did it again. <laughs> those Jesus boys really get into trouble. How are those Jesus boys going to get out of this one? <laughs> Some of them are wearing plastic, and Mary is confronted by Dick, uh, who continues to be a dick. And he, he, well, he, he rapes her, and she touches. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. Why are we laughing? What you, what Why are we laughing? I just want like more weight to this because it's, it's awful. It's, it's horrifying. I don't want to linger on it. That's I why. agree, Josh. It's awful. I want to get to the part. <laughs> okay, look. We're all just trying to get through it. Well, he rapes her. <laughs> what are you going to do? to survive? We're all just trying That's to get through this thing on. called life, Casey. Well, much like Evil Dead, there is a sexual assault adjacent tree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a horrifying scene. Yeah. On money levels. Because it feels, again, this is one of those weird brushstrokes that, you know, they don't spend a lot of time with it, but it's weirdly the time where they, right before it, try to, like, humanize the dick character. Like, he could yeah. be, like, you're my woman. I'm going to fuck you right here. But instead, like, that's the moment where the movie decides to give dick some, like, Hey, you know, I'm just scared all the time. I don't know what I'm doing ever. <laughs> rape. Rape time. <laughs> it's a very odd uh, sketch of humanity that this movie yeah. presents. Was she a virgin? She kind of talked like that, and her name was Mary. Oh. oh. Damn. Oh, wow. Wait, it, that would maybe explain why he's so sensitive to her flirting with other guys and everything, because it's like he hasn't been able to claim it yet, so what mm. if another guy does? Yeah. So then he just decides to claim it forcefully, and she touches a tree that she knows to be infected, so then she's... It's so badass. It's, it's, it so, it really it's is. so badass. So badass. Honestly, it's great. She takes him with her. Life isn't worth the paper it's printed on. All this is a great miracle. It is humbling how God directs us with his wisdom. Can't keep track of them. There'll always be a new disease just, just waiting for the right opportunity to infect the population. And God will help. I can help. No one can help this is the first scene where it's like, like Jake has just learned that he is the carrier. So of course his next reaction is to strip down to only skin <laughs> and lie in his bed and therefore have more surface area in which to contaminate everything around him. Yeah. And like that proves how much of a piece of shit Jake is. Yeah. Where this movie, if you were to give it all the credit it wants for like the AIDS metaphor, the, the sort of message it's trying to put out. If we're literally supposed to be sympathetic for Jake, this would be like a moment where he super insulates 
Where he's super yeah. like, I'm yeah. never going to touch another thing ever again. I'm going to stay in this shack and be a recluse. No. no. He, he gets touching. He gets to touch in the rest <laughs> of this movie. He gets out there. He gets his fingies on some thingies <laughs> all over the town. And yeah, so then this next scene is baffling because he runs out into the woods Touches a tree, which there's a squirrel in the top of the tree that starts to immediately melt. Who yeah. is this girl who sees him? <laughs> Listen, don't be scared. Look, I never wanted this. Believe me. Some of the people that died were my best friends. was this girl never know because she's like smoking just like treva is and from a distance was wearing like the same kind of shawl so i thought it was treva and then like she sees him and knows that he's the carrier and then his immediate reaction is to go up and be like no you don't understand i'm not the oh oh god I will tell you, if you watch the credits, it does give character names and okay. also what their function in the movie was. <gasps> what? So who was she? I don't, I don't, I mean, oh, okay. I don't know, uh, but you could like look at the credits and it looking. says like, Eliza, the person who does this. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Very helpful. they do. They do. They did. That girl is not listed, by the way. That girl is not <laughs> listed anywhere in here. You're There's no for one. Julia just died in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> like nothing. Jake's killer is listed, but no, not Wait, that guy is just called Jake's killer. He's no, like it in says the Jake's killer Peter. His name's oh, okay. Peter. Jake's killer because it has their role, their role, the actor. <laughs> so what's wild that you picked up on that? Peter, aka Jake's <gasps> killer, oh, God damn it. is Ron Ashton, who is the guitarist in the Stooges. <laughs> sweet. Oh. He was really sweet. I liked that guy in the whole movie. A Michigan man born born and raised. I see it's Bob. Okay, so we'll never know who that girl is that he killed and why nope. she looked like Treva. That's this fine. Plays into all the animal sacrifice. That's true. The, the like at a That's certain true. point, this whole movie, they are pretty flippant about the deaths of chicks and pussies. <laughs> <laughs> and so. she's just a nameless sacrifice. She's just a nameless sacrifice. Yep. She's just gone from the movie. You are a new woman. We should just do nothing and pray. <laughs> the Joneses are throwing blame at each other. Jane touches the mirror and it eats her flesh and there's lots of really gooey popping noises. It's pretty good sound work. Yes. Thank you, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? And then I guess the leader of the Joneses, like the, the patriarch, demands that they test every surface in the house with cats. <laughs> Yeah. He screams, "Go out there and get me cats!" The leader of the ha- of the of the Joneses is Joshua. By the way, what? No, I'm not. Ah! <laughs> ah! Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Him saying, him saying, "Go out there and get me cats!" Like J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> <original> age. <laughs> yeah, and this is the start of the best thing in the movie, which is the movie's complete and utter obsession with cats. <laughs> it's- <laughs> Yeah, from it's, here on out, cats are the currency. I mean, of this it did film. win best musical that year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's actually true. I, I don't say. think that's actually true. <laughs> what year 
was Cats. Cats, best oh, I put musical. Hope it is. Please be 1988. Please be 1988. Oh, 1981. God damn it. But that, you know what? It's before. And really, if you really pull apart the message of Cats, the musical. Don't. You'll go insane. No, it is about uh, I refuse to discuss cats about... on this podcast. I refuse. It is the herd sort of mentality, about the death yeah. obsession of the herd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no. the entire first Casey's part right. of the musical is just all the cat groups singing together about themselves, but really they're just singing their like one group mind. All the cats are one group yeah. mind, except for a uh, old lady cat is being left out, and no one will touch that cat. All you need is a <laughs> I tell you, it's the rebel. The doctor sure as hell ain't sticking to nothing. It's my wife. You know it. You seem to be acting strange. Take that back. Listen to that reaction. I bet maybe you're the carrier. Yeah. But yeah. We're yeah. not going at each other's yeah. throats. Man. Oh. Hey, cat! Ain't that the most beautiful herd you ever saw? Come on! As in a herd of, of cats. cats. That's what oh someone said. God. Someone refers to a group of cats as a herd because they are just sitting in a circle, not moving, the way cats don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little captured economy of cats in this town yep. that turns it becomes the, the whole, currency. It's the guzzling of the of this Mad Max movie that suddenly <laughs> has started. So and, and meanwhile, while this is happening. Jake is going around town having an existential crisis and stealing things that he has touched. Yes. He also like comforts a couple at a gravesite because their son oh, yeah. died uh, by his hand, you know, literally, literally. And, and like he's having this moment where he's like, you know, there's a someone else needed him more and then like goes off and tell Treva that's all bullshit I don't believe in religion and I think religion that says that like there's a good part of dying shouldn't be a religion and it's like what? and Treva's like the fuck are you yeah, who are you you literally just said their kid is in heaven why are yeah. you yelling at me why, why, <laughs> why are you yelling at me I didn't I didn't say that you said that I, I totally missed the pronouns in that scene that was a male character that he was comforting the parents of the, they said the son I, I think believe son, yeah. yeah they said I thought that was the girl from the scene before. This movie no. is all the goddamn no. over the place. <laughs> no, no oh, that was wait, 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 Casey. That's the reason that this movie is all over the place. The one thing you can't accuse this movie of is being unspecific. Yeah. <laughs> like it is incredibly specific. It's just insane. Three kids are running with cats through the woods. And a dark. band of trash dark. marauders stops them. I think this is the best movie these filmmakers made. <laughs> this next like ten minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this so mini movie. Strong. I was riveted. I, I, was, I was so into it. it, it their dialogue makes sense out of the mouth of like a of twelve year old. <laughs> yeah, like it really. Fits. Oh my god, like, it really does. Yeah, it really works. Why didn't you just give us the cats? We would have let you go. So why don't you let me go now? We'll call it even. I ain't gonna get strung up and skin for you getting your brother. Oh, your head infected. Oh, sorry, there's nothing alive up there to infect. Listen, you punk. What the hell are you doing? Hands it's off, a kid. Get away with this. Hold him tight. Kiss this world goodbye. Don't miss. Oh! Oh! 
when little Scott Farkas is about to die, the kid looks at him and just goes, don't miss. I was like, fuck <laughs> you. That's Amazing. so, that's so cool. The characters can't believe that they just killed a kid. I don't think the filmmakers can believe that they just killed a kid. We, right. the audience, can't believe they just killed a kid. But like, yeah, they they stab the kid with an infected item and he starts melting. Which is also the introduction of the idea of of the red items being weapons. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of like they haven't really put, until this moment, they haven't put a pin in the idea that the people are now using the red items as weapons, which is wild. Yeah. Is a wild-ass choice. This town descended so quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been oh, like two minutes. days. Minutes. By the way, oh, this is the moment. Actually, we just surpassed it. That kid scene, by the way, happens after the cat darts what, scene. Yes, okay. tell me <laughs> what this is. What is cat darts? Tell me a tale of cat darts, Casey. I okay. am listening. So there's sort of two factions of trash-wearing people. There's sort of <laughs> like, the, there's the hefty bags, there's the contractor <laughs> bags. And there's the wimpies. And then there's the shower curtains. It's yeah. hefty bag versus shower curtain. <laughs> And the hefty bags are sort of they're 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 eviler. They're more they're more vicious seemingly, yeah. right? Or at least they they're, present they're the bar, themselves. The bar folk, yeah. Yeah, they're the bar. Yeah, folk. they're the black sheep. The, the black sheep. Yeah, the black the sheep. Black yeah. sheep yeah. At the black sheep tavern. They're wearing the contractor bags over themselves, <laughs> like executioners. Yes. And then the religious folk are wearing sort of like no slip bath mats around their heads, <laughs> like Lawrence of Arabia. They get to the herd of cats first and the the bar folk are like we deserve some cats too (laughs) if we don't get cats we will surely die (laughs) and we and i'm gonna try my best to not laugh at that idea every time i think of it even though it is very funny (laughs) the next scene after that is all the bar folk back at the bar after they just begged for cats Seemingly, like, they get a little bit drunken. It really pushes the idea that the town has kind of gone mad with all this. And they're talking about the disease and everything. Then one guy accidentally touches the cat against the sign that Jake had touched in the bar earlier. Okay. Like, laughing at this sight of this cat, like, burning to death on the wall. And they all start laughing at this. And then they start placing bets and throwing the cats against the sign to try and get him on the sign to try and get him oh on the sign God. what 50 bucks says you should have bet <laughs> and it is like a five minute long scene <laughs> of these people just kind of like is dedicated to cat darts <laughs> yeah they're they're like making out they're like fondling each other they're throwing cats against the wall it keeps cutting to a wall of like increasingly more cat half cat bodies kind of being like like sort of squirming against the wall it rules I do not know why you would cut it out (laughs) the ASPCA was on their asses I guess I guess the difference between a like hour 40 movie and an hour 50 movie is substantial like you do really feel those 10 minutes in a movie but 
God, it's worth they it. They should have cut a different Ted is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so many parables. Now I'm thinking of like Grasshopper and the Ant where you have like the Ants or the Joneses who are fortifying their house and like ah. like trying to stock up on cats and things so that they can make it through the winter. And the Grasshopper's like, no, nah, we need all these things. But now we're going to throw cats against a wall and we're willing to kill for these very cats that yeah. we're playing I can't help but point out, it reminded me of the toilet paper with COVID. Yeah, people want bananas yeah. for the toilet paper, fighting over this toilet paper. And then finally, so many people had such a surplus of toilet paper. Everyone was doing crazy pranks with the toilet paper, making little toilet paper forts. And toilet paper was just a game. Yeah. And then people would comment on the videos online. They're like, people are dying for this toilet paper. Because they're just playing games. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're toilet right. paper darts. That was stupid. Treva and Jake agree to leave. Uh, Treva's going to meet Jake in front of the church. Treva is mad at Jake for lying to her. And then Jake immediately jumps to, I think that when you say you're mad at me, what you really mean is I love you. (laughs) And then they have a safe sex hug through plastic. (laughs) Yeah, they, they... Have both been negging the shit out of each other yeah, from the for, beginning. for a long time. and Since frame one. Yep. Yeah, they suck, and I wanted them to die. <laughs> <laughs> Jake screams with joy this is, yeah, this and is overhears people talking very openly about how they all started the fire that killed Jake's parents. Yeah, you know how when you're just like drinking and hanging out in a bar and 25 of you are talking about the time you committed a group murder of two townspeople and then blamed it on their son? That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> Turns out the whole town killed his parents. <laughs> The reason Literally everyone, everyone else here. in the town They use the words there. everyone here what, in relation to framing Jake for the arson murder of his parents. And then they turn around and treat him like shit. And then they like... And they all perfect. cackle maniacally. It's the perfect plan. It sure does take the blame for the pandemic. Yep. He's a real responsible guy. <laughs> <laughs> And, it, and, and, it, and it's all for a mine on his family's property that will never come into play. It does not pay ever. off. Theoretically, the audience could feel bad about this town of weirdos dying, slow, agonizing, <laughs> gooey deaths. And this is just a scene where they're just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Any sympathy you had, we're going to take that away. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to... Mourn one of these, <laughs> yeah, <because laughs> which you're is great see a, for the next couple seasons. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot more of it. But then, why didn't they murder Jake? Excellent question. Like, if all they like, because they still can't because have that the mine way as something, long as something. Jake. <laughs> like, uh, they yeah, still, wait a minute. They still can't have the mine as long as Jake is living. So are they just hoping that they'll like tease him enough that he kills himself or leaves town or something? Like, seems like a much easier plan so is just far, to murder. The plan all. is working. So. Yeah. Far. <laughs> If it wasn't for the black thing, this would have all gone perfectly. We would have gotten yeah. away with it if it weren't yeah. for that gooey, gooey monster. <laughs> Protect yourselves! They're killers! It's the Joneses! What the hell are you talking about? Then why are they building a fortress for an all-out war? What fortress? They're building fences and they're boarding their window. Why didn't you say something? I didn't know it was for a war. They got a barbed wire, too. That's right, I saw that. 
They're slaughtering you like sheep! Sons of bitches! Why are they hoarding so many cats? That's right! If they weren't hoarding cats, your friends would be alive today! Well, sure as hell ain't offering any cats to us! Those goddamn liars! They got hundreds of red-marked objects, too! If it wasn't for the Joneses, we'd have cats! So what if we don't have any cats? We can find other animals! But there are cats! Then for the love of Sleepy Rock, your family and your friends' blood, let's get the Joneses! Jake goes to the Hefties and to the Joneses and tells them that they are each planning war on each other. And the Joneses prepare for war. They gather uh, weapons and red objects. There's my favorite One line. The that, yeah, true. My favorite line in the movie. Where's Bob? Right here. <laughs> the guy right in front of him. It's great because everyone is faceless. Uh, yeah, because even Jones, the guy who is like number four in this cast, like number four or five, like a main character, the person who's gotten the most lines, and about three fourths of that, he is just a rug. He's just a like, rug over <laughs> yeah. his head. And, and so, so much of the movie, you don't see his face. He gives a rousing speech dressed in carpet and shower curtain over glory, glory, hallelujah. The only thing I truly like about Jake in this movie is the moment he has with the head Jones. Well, yeah. where, where he's like, you got a fence, I don't hold him long enough. What are you talking about? You don't even need extra weapons. How do you know we don't need extra weapons? For you, for them, I'm getting extra weapons, extra red objects, an extra fortification. Let's go! Thanks, Jake. Hell, it's only for what you mean to me I'm doing this. And then the Jones, the head Jones guy, turns around, and in the foreground of the shot, we see him like put his hand to his chin. What I read, because it's a it's a fucking Lev Kuleshov like yeah. experiment. There's no you're just lo- you're literally looking at a throw rug. But I was like, oh, he he is regretting that he his hand in killing. Oh, Jake's definitely, yeah, family. Like- but no, he could have been doing anything. That also you there is a reading of that where that character turns around and goes like, sucker, <laughs> killed your parents. Yeah, I love you too. Or yeah, when he's like, because I care about you so much, that character turns around and goes like, weird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Oh yeah, and like they're like listing off the dead, and I recognize one of the names, basically. (laughs) He's like, remember Billy, and Sarah, and James, and Jane, my wife. I'm like, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah." It's like watching the like most out-of-touch in memorium in the world, where you're like, who, who, what? They're just oh, na- yeah, they're yeah, naming yeah. teamsters. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weird Oscars where no one famous died. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just like and you're like, oh yeah, I saw I saw that episode something. of the Love Boat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the boat died. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's there's a great battle. Yeah, uh, Helm's Deep ensues. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. truly. It's just Hefties versus Joneses. But the way that it kicks off is... We let you have cats! 
As God is my witness, we're the ones who are trying to help. Then bring out the cats. If we fight, we'll use every red object we've got. Is it cats or is it death? That's no choice. Cats are death. Cats are what you need. Then let it be death. <laughs> Fucking amazing. <laughs> the riders from the east. <laughs> There is no version of talking about this movie with anybody who's ever seen it that the immediate first reaction is not the line, cats or death. Because that is, in the hollowed halls of cinema, the greatest thing anyone has ever written. Followed by the man saying, say your prayers with an infected Bible and slamming it yes. into well, someone's yes. face. Oh, <laughs> yes. But do you know, I, I just, I know that it's like the famous line, Greg, but it's like, cats or death will always be a ridiculous line. But the scaffolding necessary that this movie put out to not make it a knock you out of the movie ridiculous line. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> when that guy in a garbage bag is screaming cats, cats or, or death, death. Cats or death. I really do appreciate what I've watched so far. Like, I really yeah. do appreciate the journey I've been on. Yeah, you know what? I love this movie. This movie's yeah, a masterpiece. Yeah, you got it. You got it. It works. We have a believer. We, we're not even, at, you, we're ha, not even ha, at the final thoughts. You, this is a Josh, you don't need cats. You need something else. <laughs> oh. Is this a Euphemism? Are you guys? Is this is this is this very strange video? High sexy talk? <laughs> no, we, no, we can't touch or we'll melt. Yeah, we can't touch. I mean, I'm not not into it, but my sister's here. Could we have done this on another episode? <laughs> oh, the people's limbs are being hacked off as they're melting because they're like trying to save each other. So the little boy from earlier tries to leave. A woman follows him and picks up an the infected most log. Syphilis. Yeah, I think that's on syphilis. Is it on syphilis? Yeah, oh she's, she's, she's the most so devout. She's the, the most movie. devout. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and she so picks grouchy. up a log that's infected uh, and starts to, to like melt. brain the little boy. But and she begs him to chop off her hands. Yeah, it's the best ADR in the movie. It's this so movie good. Has it all a lot of very screen. crazy ADR. He says, yeah. "Sorry to see those go." <laughs> What does that mean? Crazy. Is it a sex thing? Is it a... Does he find the hand sexy? What? Or is it like just because like she hits him a lot? So like... Yeah, that's a deep reading. That would be my guess is like, is like a Catholic, you know, he would, she would probably hit his hand. Oh, it's sarcastic. Okay. I like that reading. Mama's cooking. (laughs) (laughs) You thought there was warmth. Oh, no, no. He was sassy. Him saying sorry to see those go was like him being like, you're so Yeah, you are done. Out of here. The don't miss little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This guy is nothing but sad. I wish this child. I wish this child had grown up to do way more. Also, again, that is set up by a very specific shot earlier in the fight scene where a guy takes the red band off the log and then throws it in the window. Again, an example of this movie. They planned for everything. So specific. (laughs) Everything is so specifically done. Jake and Shreva talk to the doctor, and the doctor immediately realizes that Jake is the carrier. My my other favorite line, the pattern was much too stupid to be intentional. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Doctor says, really wanted to believe the best of Jake right away. 
Yeah. Like, yep. because it was easy for the script. Again, still <laughs> doesn't explain. Like, uh, uh, my next thought as a doctor would be like, why didn't you come to me like <laughs> two days ago? We could have saved so many lives. <laughs> when you see people who have inadvertently killed people, do you assume the best of them? <laughs> I can't answer that. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that means it was real. <laughs> Dr. Jake confidentiality. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor wants to go with them to the city, but Jake says that he can't be helped. So the doc drives <laughs> off towards the fight, and Jake runs after him. What the hell are you doing? Don't run, man! I don't want to your ears, and it's not the Joneses! The Joneses are spreading it! The carrier is spreading it, and I know who he is! The fighting stuff! And he stops the fighting to triage the wounded. But he tells Jake that he won't tell the town it's him. But he has to go to the meeting so he doesn't arouse suspicion that it's Jake. It's both a smart and incredibly stupid plan. <laughs> it's the best. Everything in this movie is both smart and incredibly stupid. It's the best because Jake is like, no, that's exactly what they're expecting. If you leave, they'll assume it was me because I left with you and then they'll come after me. So we should all stay here. Yeah. And then the first line in the meeting when Jake walks in is someone walks by him and goes, eh, didn't think you'd show up here. Yeah. <laughs> and no one would have assumed. <laughs> I thought it was weird the doctor was like you have to go to the meeting or they'll be suspicious of you <laughs> meanwhile half the town was murdered the night before nobody, <laughs> yeah. knows, uh, nobody knows who's showing up and they and they, he uses that as cover so like he could have just did the same thing and been like uh jake was killed and that's it <laughs> yeah that's right because yeah. he says that the carrier was one of the people who died so he could have just said yeah wait what the fuck he could have sent jake away said Jake died. He was the carrier, but I guess, but I guess they needed a body. I guess the, the oh, other guy, yeah, okay. the guy did have leave a body. Who yeah. he's the, Tim, who died in the fight, which Boy, he calls Tim. an evil individual. So. <laughs> which, like, all right, way to sully Tim's name. But yeah, he, but he, ex Tim. he exclaims to the crowd, "The Sleepy Rock Syndrome is over," and it has huge mission accomplished energy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> masks off, baby. We're eating in public again. <laughs> While everyone is rejoicing, Ooh. a baby crawls towards Jake. Jake has taken off his glove for some reason. Not only has he taken off his glove, again, he's not wearing a mask. Yeah, he's that's not also wearing insane. a hood, and he just like exhaustedly leans his head back on the wall of this Idiot. church. And it's like, you goddamn dummy, what are you doing? And he's just dangling his hand on his leg. He's and the baby just touches coughing it. all over people. Yes! <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I hate him. The baby touches Jake's hand and melts and yeah, then everyone goodbye, realizes baby. that wow. he's actually the carrier. I mean, yeah. Ooh. Why didn't we blame the baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> you think Jake could have blamed it on the baby in I that moment? <laughs> Listen, whoever dealt it, smelt it, dealt it. And that baby, that baby's responsible. Whoever melted, <laughs> dealt it. <laughs> melted, dealt it. Yes. <laughs> Keep it up, doctor! Murderer! Innocent! Then touch the wall, Jake! I'm not gonna take some stupid test. Touch the wall, Jake! 
crazy. Touch the wall, Jake! Another gem in a line of gems in this movie. Especially a great POV shot from yes. Jake's point of view. Yeah. A big wide angle of, of the entire constituency of the town. Plus, like, a bunch of very innocent-looking cats. Yeah. In <laughs> touch the like, wall. Like, yeah. Gobble, gobble, touch the wall. The mob brandishing cats is very cool. <laughs> yep. So then they do pull uh, the thing, and they melt a cat on the wall. They melt multiple cats yeah, on so the wall. Yeah, so many cats on this wall. <laughs> this is... This is Jake, uh, by this, you uh, guys just got nothing. This is like the twenty fifth melted cat I've seen. <laughs> Jake I'm pulls totally off his gloves and starts melting people on his way out. Yep. I love the plastic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that, was, cool. that yeah. was the best. Those guys melting in their own suits is such uh, a great effect. Going full skeletal. So Treva's held back by the gang. Uh, they chase Why? Jake for reasons. They, know they love each other. <laughs> they chase Jake all the way back to his farm. Jake climbs his way to freedom, but gets shot. He gets stigmated from a rock and falls into an upside down Jesus pose. I don't know what you're talking about. It's very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, Jake uh, puts the sus in Jesus. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Boo. Yeah. Big black thing, family cult, townies lobbing all insults. Run on trash bags at the store, no more cats in town, no more. Porta potties melting butts, hands are melting, have to cut. Mark things red to form a barrier, watch out now, here comes the carrier. Jake didn't start the fire. Thought he killed his parents, but that wasn't apparent. The townies all started the fire. Though they thought to frame him, maybe shouldn't have shamed him. Rip off report card. <laughs> Follow that. <laughs> I only step in to do ripoff report card themes for Billy Joel's songs, and that's it. <laughs> the Carrier Ripoff Report Card is brought to you by Cats or Death Attorneys. Unfairly judged by a group of religious fanatics? Call Jacob Katz and Robert or Death for a free consult today. <laughs> Human's history with the domesticated house cat and its ilk runs deep. Almost everyone knows about the ancient Egyptians' reverence of the feline, and of course the historical precedence of cats as bringers of bad luck and black magic, helping witches as their familiars. During the Dark and Middle Ages, there was even a wholesale killing of kitties due to fear of witchcraft, especially in the wake of the bubonic plague. The killing of cats may very well have escalated the Black Death's transmission as there were less rat killing machines prowling around. Unlike man's best friend, cats domesticated themselves, finding it more advantageous to cuddle up to people so as to gain access to stockpiles of food in settlements. While it's impossible to completely understand the feline fascination, the fact that their meows are meant to echo human children their aloof nature, their sprightly skills, and the fact that humans think they are smart when in reality they are just very picky is all very alluring. More than any other animal, cats are impossible to separate from the horror zeitgeist. From Val Luton's classic Cat People to Night of a Thousand Cats, the Moogies play every role from vengeance bringer to portender of bad things to come. The cat in the closet or spring-loaded cat trope is the most cliche of all horror cliches. 
but there are more than a few ferocious felines in folklore (laughs) that have captured the world's hearts and minds over the years. A 16th century Japanese folktale tells of the Bakaneko, a vampire cat. Cats were already considered to be yokai, or supernatural beings, and the Bakaneko would kill and devour a person, then steal their likeness in order to continue to eat and transform others. They were also known to wear funny hats while dancing. They can mimic human voices perfectly and would help tired travelers in order to ambush them later. In Scotland, there were Sith cats, which were all black cats with a shock of white fur on their bellies. They would eat the souls right after a person's death, and they caused other mischief. On Samhain, later to become Halloween, Household would offer saucers of milk to Sith cats in return for blessings. Of course, the ones who didn't would be cursed. Apparently, the thought was that Sith cats were actually witches having transformed into animal form, and that witches were only able to do so nine times in their lives, giving rise to the popularism that cats have nine lives. Tall tales say that cats possess the ability to suck the breath out of babies, thereby suffocating them. That's particularly terrifying, though more likely having to do with the fact that babies' mouths smell like milk and the prevalence of sudden infant death syndrome. So it's not scary at all. (laughs) So why do we still live with these things? Well, humans are strangely fascinated by things that are small, cute, and only like to have them around when it's convenient. It's the ultimate neg. (laughs) Most friends who have cats say that these 12-pounders dictate when they wake up and when they go to bed. Maybe that's what we need as we get older. A little companionship, or maybe we're all low-key subs who need a bit of reminder to get off the couch and hit the hay. Whatever it may be, we have continued and will likely continue to choose cats over death. <laughs> cats over death. <laughs> cats or death. The question that so many middle-aged women have to ask themselves. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Now Jake is called the carrier, a curse where anything touched causes melting and such. Jake wishes that his life was merrier, but wherever he's gone, disease will still melt on and on and on. (laughs) (laughs) Rip off report card. (laughs) The doctor and his wife have a small practice in the city and couldn't talk much about it. And then there was Jake. Jake didn't believe in simple good or bad. Jake was simply honest. Jesus, try to forget. You try to forget. But it just doesn't go away. All right, cool cats and kittens. That <laughs> was the carrier. What? <laughs> no. What? No. Oh. How the hell? What? Come on, bud. Come on, Jimmy. Come on, buddy. We're doing final thoughts. <laughs> 
wait a minute. We cannot, in any good conscience, have a cat named Doomsday <laughs> Shit. on this podcast. Because it's too rad? Why? <laughs> Be- Doomsday. Portends. Uh. <laughs> hey, buddy, you have any final thoughts? Kill them all, Casey. Kill them all. <laughs> I found the movie to be very anti-cat in a way that was disgusting, <laughs> and you should all be ashamed of yourselves for watching it. That's fair, Doomsday. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> As with all movies here at Video High, what from the carrier might end up on the final test? Curiosity may not have killed the cat. But those infected walls definitely did. <laughs> this podcast was much too stupid to be intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I am only realizing now that there is a little a little sly double entendre where a movie is, for all intents and purposes, about cats, and it's called The Carrier. <laughs> like a cat carrier. Oh! thanks for the alley-oop case you're welcome (laughs) to remember those that we lost i will give my final feelings on this movie in the lost song of forgotten people (laughs) (laughs) alana any final thoughts Shit, no. no. <laughs> it's okay. Guess, guess what? No one. is a it's perfectly good response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no is a perfectly <laughs> Hey, nerds. Thanks for joining us for another lesson. Our next class will cover the absolute tip top Tim Thomerson tour de force that is 1984's Trancers. Thank you, Seth Applebaum and Gabriella Tessitore for our theme song. Thank you, Justin Ferrero, for our other music. Thank you, Ann Shearer, for our logo. And thank you, Mr. Philip Marlowe, our teacher. And a final thank you to our exchange student for today's class, my darling baby sister, Alana Regan. I don't know. You're you're cool. Thanks for coming. Thanks for visiting New York. Thank you all for having me. Thank it was a real coming. pleasure. Please swing by our classroom yeah, anytime. Yeah, you, you added some some gravitas to Do I get a pleasure to have in class on my report? Oh, card? yes, most certainly. That'll be a first. But Ursula <laughs> needs to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> she watched the movie three times. Can yeah, you pay more true. attention? Good point, good point. I was a little intimidated to be on this podcast. I don't watch movies that much. No, you killed it. And I knew if I said that, you guys would be like, oh, fancy. You don't watch many movies. But really, it's because I'm just watching TikToks. Alana was very excited by the opportunity to watch a movie. (laughs) That's like the only thing we do. It upset me too, Josh. (laughs) In your ear. Podcast Network.